0: Welcome to Talking Town, brought to you by HDR Media. Talking Town is a lively, independent, fan-creative platform covering the world's best football team, Ipswich Town FC. Don't forget, you can catch our live shows on YouTube, search Talkin' Town, hashtag ITFC. Right, here we go. Here's your host, the Gov. Hello again, my friends, and you are my friends, and welcome to your match day preview. I am, of course, your host, of the Gov, and I'm sat here this evening with Mr. Positivity himself, Mr. Neil Miles. Neil, good evening. How are you?
1: Hello. Yeah, pretty good. Thanks.
0: Good. It is Thursday evening as we record this, uh, so no press conference reaction snippets coming out yet. But obviously, Town played last night, Wednesday, Carabao Cup, beating Bristol Rovers two 0 I want to talk to you about three players. Uh, really, and I want to get your thoughts on them. I want to start with Carl Edwards. Does he need a loan spell, do you think? Because he wasn't on the bench on Sunday, didn't feature last night, as far as I'm aware from memory. Does he need a loan spell?
1: If he hasn't got a knock, I would say yes. Because you would have thought if he's not quite in the squad, last night's game should have been won that he would have featured.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, Elkin Baggett, he played last night, uh, but all accounts did a very solid performance right now. He's de facto number four center half. So if one of our first two goes down uh touchwood they do not. Obviously fridge steps up, Elkin comes onto the bench, de facto third choice from that point. Do you feel you, we're still in the market for a center half? And once we, once he, once he arrives, Elkin will go out on loan as well. Do you think he also needs game time?
1: I believe he needs game time. Um, I saw a few things from him. I didn't end up going. I I watched uh, some uh, snippets of the game. And from what I saw of him, his, he looks a, a good player, but he needs to hone his craft a little bit.
0: Absolutely. And with that Cameron Humphreys. obviously burst onto the scene last year. He was in the squad when a lot of injuries happened. So he got his chance, took his chance, and, and earned the, the right to then, to then play as a young player, even when the senior players were perhaps returning to fitness. But again, this year, you know, you've got Morsi and, and Massimo who started uh, uh, away to Sunderland. You've got Jack Taylor. You've just brought in for a million and a half. You've got Lee Evans. Uh, you've got Marcus Harness, who 3 pre-season was playing centrally.
1: Does I he need it? is a little bit of an interesting one to be honest, because okay, yet yet again he he definitely needs game time, and in some ways I'd say he deserves a few games within the championship if. Is not pushed out on loan or anything like that, because through injuries and things in League One, he he become a a solid. Was it about midway through? He become a very solid part of of the squad, and mm-hmm. he he had to feature on quite a few games. I think the the run that he had in the end, he did start to to peter out a little bit, whether it was getting too much. Um But yeah, he he played really well and. He really did push himself as part of that squad.
0: It's a numbers game though, isn't it? You've got four players, you know, when fully fit ahead of him. If they all stay fit, which obviously you hope for a season, because no one wants injuries, you're going to be fifth. Even if you get one injury, you're still going to be third choice, fourth choice. You're still going to, you know, for me, he needs to be playing games um, more regularly. And that's why last night's cup win will perhaps help a player like him, because you've got another game on the horizon and they've been given a tie away to Reading in the Carabao Cup round two, your thoughts on that quickly? Because for me, it's a why are we even bothering sort of time. You know, no disrespect to Reading at all, but if it's a Premier League tie, the way they love McKenna at the moment, you'd have felt it would be on the TV. It, so you've not got that. You've not got the money from the Premier League. It's it's a potential slip up in the sense of if you play a, a second string team like we did last night. Could Reading play their stronger team? Could they be on momentum at that point? So many different factors come into the Carabao Cup and all Cups in general in terms of that. But for me, it's like a... Uh, Ty, what about you?
1: Out of all the Cups, it's got to be the the FA Cup is the one that means the most to me. But if I'm honest, unless we really put on a performance or get lucky in a way, I, we're, we're never going to win it. So until we get to where we want to be league-wise, that is always the concentration. Like you say, McKenna's a big name at this moment amongst the media, and yeah, like you say, we'll probably end up being televised if it was a big team we're up against. I think we should keep continue with uh, the second string, if I'm honest, or mm-hmm. the slight outsiders of the first team squad. And uh, just see what they can do. You know, if they they perform well and can cause a little bit of a headache for McKenna, I don't really see a major problem there. Um it, it also stops our main players getting any knocks that they don't need.
0: That is what you really want from those cup games, isn't it? You know, players making a case to play, you know, it's it, it it's a step up from a pre-season game. And it's competitive football that gives young players like Elkan Bagger, Cam Humphreys the chance to have some minutes. But it also gives players like Jack Taylor, who got on the score sheet, like Lee Evans, uh, like a Sonny Aluka, who got on the score sheet, the chance to showcase that they're, that they're, that they're here, they're fit, and this is what I can do, boss. Um, so, yeah, absolutely agree with that. And obviously this weekend we return to Portman Road, new pitch and all. Stoke City is the first home game. Stoke. Neil, have made 11 new signings, of which we'll get through as we go through the course of the, the next 20-odd minutes, I'm sure. Uh, some fans rate them as top six dark horses. Some say another bottom half finish is probably on the horizon. They finished 16th, I believe, last year. They, 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 these are the words I've I've seen to describe Stoke when I've been looking for some research for this show today. Rebuild job. Transition. Not a clue what to expect. Anything above 10th is good. So... You know, not not, you know, words almost very similar to what you would perhaps would have said when Paul Cook took charge, you know, rebuild, transition. What do we get out of these players? And then at that point, it was a load of players we brought in. Um, they beat Rotherham 4-1 on the opening day. They beat West Brom Tuesday night, so they've got that one extra day if you if you like recovery time than us. Uh, they beat West Brom 2-0 in the cup on Tuesday. What are your expectations as you head into this? game at home
1: that's the thing via all the you know the the words the description of them for fans this season you would say slow start with a a huge amount amount of changes and then see where they they can the momentum can take them um but it doesn't seem to be that way because the results they've already pulled out the bag so i think it'll be a tough one um, as has all been mentioned several times by others on the platform, this is going to be a, a tough season, and uh, we'll have to just put you know pull a, pull some good performances out, go each game, and yeah, really work at it.
0: As we head into it, off the back of a Sunderland 2 1 win, where we put together a good 40 minutes and then put either side of that 40 with a bit of a luck-lustre, a nervy. A fair, how are you? How are you feeling in terms of Ipswich Town heading into this? Are you confident that it's a home uh, opener on our new pitch in front of what will be a big crowd? We, unlike Stoke, maybe have the chemistry in the sense of our squad's more or less outside of Jack Taylor being there for uh, six months or more. This is a good opportunity for Ipswich Town to. Not only grabbing another three points but to put a, a bit of a marker down at home as, in the sense of uh, our territory this is how we play you're not gonna come to Portland road this year and get a lot of luck
1: oh wonder are you gonna be the first player to put a divot in our pitch
0: <laughs> well absolutely, they played last night on 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 the on the field this is the first league game on league it game. But are you confident in town are you are you after sunderland and chief are, are you much,
1: it's very much something we should aim to be doing is uh, as you've just mentioned just make it a fortress and yeah have the crowd we're gonna have some good attendances so yeah the crowd get behind the team and yeah make it a hard place to come to
0: thanks for choosing talking town don't forget leave that five star review share to all your friends and family and you can find our live shows over on youtube search talking town hashtag itfc talking town for fans by fans right Back to the content. I'm going to run through uh, the expected eleven according to Peter Smith from the Stoke Centennial, um, and then you, you can sort of tell me if you if anybody jumps out at you. I mean, it's, it's more to highlight that their sort of transfer business, if you like. So this is the team: Travers, who is a new signing. Um, hover heaver i'm no i'm no good at pronunciation so bear with me as we go through these he's a new signing steven's new signing luke mcnally neil you might have remembered luke mcnally I know that one that's a name that was linked with town uh he's arrived on loan so an opportunity i guess to see what we perhaps could have had
1: yeah yes yeah, uh, i guess it depends on how we do and how they do it depends on whether it would be an option worth looking at again in the future.
0: Mm. Uh, Wilmot. Uh, ben Pearson, who uh, has been on loan at Stoke last year. So, technically a new player, but well, you know not really a new player. 158 games for Preston uh, in the Championship before he moved to Bournemouth. Played 46 games for Bournemouth in two years. Uh, spent some time on loan like I say, at Stoke and arrived this year. Uh, Laurent J- Johnson from Preston. Uh, who I've always admired. I'm going to be brutally honest. A really good player at this level. Free transfer. I thought that was a really shrewd bit of business uh, from Alex and Stoke. You've then got Vidgal, who's arrived uh, from uh, Maritima for an undisclosed fee. You've then got uh, Wesley. You may remember Wesley Nil, signed for Aston Villa for 22 million. Spent 15 yep. months out injured, sadly, after a, a, a really bad injury. Um, Loan last year to Levante, promising
1: player at some point.
0: Very promising
1: player. Will he ever pick it up again?
0: That's the question, and that's probably why he's now now at Stoke because he's got such a great promise, good player. Spent last year on loan loan to Levante, where he got three goals in 27. Uh, They expect him to play, or certainly, Peter Smith expects him to play. And then uh, Jacino. on loan from Wolves the question here with regards to Shakino and Vigal is the pace apparently they are from what I've read and heard online lightning quick they're going to really test the two fullbacks uh, you've got a striker they've signed from the Hungarian leagues for 3.4 million who isn't in the expected lineup could obviously start instead of Wesley so they spent spent a little bit of money though you know in, in this um,
1: haven't been afraid by
0: the sounds of it no uh, Mamir, you got 25 goals in 43 league appearances in Hungary. Does the pace worry you, Neil? Because the big question mark heading in is, do you change a winning team? Genoide Denashin started at right back. Harry Clark is fit to play. Do you change the winning team, or do you go with the Don at right back?
1: Of previous teams, I would have said the pace was something to worry about. But with the team we've got now, we're not the old bunch of has been crocs that we have been of <laughs> that yesterday be now, will you? <laughs> so um yeah as a as a player that's played a little bit of right back myself and uh being outpaced on many occasions if Dinessian's a good defender, so I believe that his positioning and reading of the game can can do a good good job there, but uh if he happens to have any hassles you've also got burns or whoever is ahead of him he's got lots of pace he can always try and match up if needed mm.
0: Mm, absolutely and, and and before we get to my predicted 11 and what, and what you think of it their sign-ins there 11 could be more in the way some fans are saying we could sign as high as 15 players anybody stand out as a Oh, they they picked him up. Oh, oh, I, I think he's a very sort of perhaps a Daniel Johnson or or uh, the Mummy signing. Pretty surprised they spent three and a half million on a striker. Or maybe, or maybe the Wesley signing. Which one out of those were you thinking? Oh, didn't know he, he, he was there. Um,
1: well, you you mentioned the Johnson, but initially it was always the the Wesley one because, yeah, what what he had potential previous, mm. and obviously the the figure that has been sort of thrown around it's uh yeah he he is definitely the one that has stood out for me
0: Mm, absolutely all right so here's my predicted lineup to play stoke Uh, haladki in goal retains his place i'm putting harry clark in for me harry clark's number one right back if he's fit enough to play he plays uh, wolfenden burgess davis Morsey, I'm bringing Jack Taylor in for our home debut. I was bitterly disappointed he didn't start on Sunday. He played last night, performed really well, got the score sheet. One and a half million, currently one of the marquee signers of this window. For me, he starts Burns, Chaplin, Broadhead and Hurst. I suppose the only two talking points, we've gone through the Clark one, so we'll go straight to the Taylor one. Would you play Taylor or would you play Mass, if that's you? I've planned Taylor. What says you, Mr. Neil Miles?
1: My problem is I haven't seen enough of Taylor to really uh, nail on my thoughts on him. Sure. So obviously it'd be great to see him, but it's almost one of those where every game in this division is going to be be a battle. So depending on how he matches up compared to Massimo, at this point, like I say not knowing him, would you potentially weaken week and what has already been working so far.
0: Well, having spent six months chasing him, spent a million and a half on him. Exactly. Amid, yeah. be, if not similar, an upgrade, which is why I was disappointed he, he didn't play. And at home, where you expect to be on the front foot, I really want his energy, Neil. I really want his buzzing around that midfield. The goal last night is prime example of what he brings to the party. He's not the number yep. 10. He's in the midfield too. But there he is, arriving you know, in the box late. Because he's being, you know, not picked up. That's the movement. That's what he brings that perhaps a Massimo, you know, doesn't bring. Uh, you know, uh, you know, he's 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 my age, near enough. Massimo, uh, he's much fitter than I am, of course. But Jack Taylor's younger. You'd like to think more energetic, more able to get around the pitch. I don't know. What what, what, what do you think now?
1: I, yeah, I, I agree with you. He. The the goal he scored, yeah, that was that that was good. So, and if he can do more of that, brilliant. It's it's just uh, all the things that Massimo uh, brings to to the team. Yeah. You just hope that Taylor can equally match it. And I can't say yes or no at this stage, as I mentioned. I I haven't seen enough of him. Fair enough. If if the manager nails him on this in the, in the team, and we get to see see him and he performs well. Yeah, keep him in there. So okay. that, that's all I can really say on him at this stage. But I hope he's as good as you know we want him to be.
0: One thing that McKenna was known for to do last season was rotate, uh, particularly strikers. Jo- I've got George Hurst starting again for me. George Hurst is by far the number one striker. Fits the system, fits the mould. Battles really hard for seventy minutes gives the centre halves absolutely nothing and if Luke McNally plays we'll really test him I feel but you could see Ladapo start. Who would you be looking to play this Saturday?
1: For me I agree with you. Hurst is always my my number one pick. Um but Ladapo to be fair to him he's he's come in and done what he's needed to on many occasions so can I knock him no but for me, Hurst is the man that fits most into to what we we ask from a game plan. And yeah, he's the one I'd choose initially.
0: Okay. All right. We'll come to our score predictions. You can get your score prediction on in via our social media channels. Facebook, Talking Town, F-Town FC Podcast, Instagram, Talking Town underscore ITFC, Twitter, uh, Talking Town, hashtag ITFC. Uh so do find us, do follow us, do like us, do share us, uh, get your score prediction. Of course, if you're listening on audio, which of course you are, because it's an audio podcast, why, where else would you be listening? Uh, five-star review, please. Uh, let the world know how great Talking Town is. It's a fan platform. It's for fans, by fans. And each week, I'm going to ask a random contributor for their score prediction. I'm going to put forward my score prediction, and then I'm going to ask the contributor with me, which is this week, of course, is Mr. Neil Moles, to give us, his score, maybe it's a score that he agrees on the screen with, or maybe it's a score that he thinks, actually, you know what? You two are barking up the wrong tree. This is what the score is going to be, in my in my opinion. Now, this week, I have asked uh, Mr. Mark Tuxford, the peaky one, and we've both gone for the same score, which is allowed. And that will sometimes yeah. <laughs> but I've gone for a 2-1 if she's town win, and Tux has gone for a 2-1 if she's town win as well. Neil, we've both gone 2-1. Are you going to say, whoa, hold on, fellas? It's going to be something different, or are, do you feel me and Tux are in the are, are in the right area? Well, I
1: always believe in this division. You can always end up conceding one if you if you're not concentrating a hundred percent. But I believe we've got goals in us. The the way we play football, we're we're set up for for goals these days. And yeah, what some great goals we've seen. And uh, I, I initially thought a, a three, but. I then thought to myself, "Have I? Am I going a little bit mad? Is it only going to be a two-one? I'll stick with my three-one."
0: Nice, I like it. I like it. Three-one from Mister Neil Moles. Let us know yours via all the social media. Uh, We are back. We have a live. Well, uh, we are back. We have a recorded YouTube show Friday evening, eight p.m. with the Hard Truth, Matt Phillips, Richard Moss. That's why then he slipped there and said live, because normally we're live, but this one's a recorded one. Uh, on Saturday, we are live with our match reaction, so do tune in, do join us. We are at the Statue after every single Ipswich Town game. And then on Sunday, we will have a couple of live shows where we dissect, chew the fat, and go through over, hopefully, what is in an Ipswich Town win. But thanks for listening to Talking Town, the fan platform for the fans, by the fans. That man there is Neil Moles. Say goodbye, Neil. Goodbye. I'm the gov, with love, with care. Speak to you all soon. And there we go, Talking Town in the books. As always, leave a five star review, tell your friends about the fan platform Talking Town for fans, by fans, and we'll see you all very soon.